Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 1 and uh, meet me at verse 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. I want you to know that today's word is going to be so impactful that you are going to leave today and not be the same. You are going to leave today with high expectation for what the Lord Jesus will do in your life. Could somebody agree and say amen? amen? Here's another reason why I know you're going to leave that way, because when we tried to leave the house this morning, my garage door would not open. We couldn't get out the house, but you know, resourcefully, we, the Spirit of God said, just manually open. I'm like, oh yeah, we could do that. So I had to manually open it, and, uh, and it was raining like crazy, but we got out the house. We coming. I was texting a, a friend of mine, a, a fellow pastor friend of mine, and I said, man, I can't uh, get out the, the devil is a lie, I can't get out the house. And he said, open up ye gates and let the king of true life out the house. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, we are here. Ain't nothing going to stop the delivery of the word of God today. Are you ready? Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren for with God, nothing will be impossible. Will you say with God, nothing will be impossible? Come on, say that. With God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Today I want to talk to you about divine interruptions. Divine interruptions. Here we have a young lady who was about 14 or so years old, a teenager, 
Uh, she's got plans. She is engaged to be married to a man. He's a slightly older man. His name is Joseph. And they've got plans to come together, be married, start a family. You know, that blissful thinking with rose colored glasses on. I mean, they are excited to get married. And this probably was a prearranged marriage. It probably was an opportunity for two people to come together and, with the parents' approval and to go ahead and come together to be married. Now, I don't want you to shoot down prearranged marriages. Just look at the numbers. Prearranged marriages seem to work a lot better than people making their own decisions. I'll just throw that out there and let you think about that. But however, here they are. They are together and they are going to be married. And I know they're happy. I know they're exciting. I know that they are planning. I know that they've probably sat down and talked about the venue, probably talked about the guest list, probably discussed what's going to be on the menu, probably talked about who and what is can take place there. Are we going to have some dancing? Are we not? What kind of music are we going to have? What kind of cake are we going to have? Are we going to have cake? What are we going to do for our wedding? But lo and behold, as they are in their engagement period, an angel shows up. Now, this angel came unannounced, uninvited, but he shows up. And he walks into the room and he says some of the most strange words that Mary has probably ever heard. He says, listen, you are blessed. You are highly favored. You need to go ahead and rejoice. The Lord has found favor with you. And scripture tells us that Mary sits back. She didn't say anything. She just considered what type of words this was. Now, I don't know if you have ever had a divine interruption. I dare say that most of you have never experienced an angel. I've never experienced an angel uh, in terms of talking to me and giving me some type of guidance and directions. But scripture tells us that angels are all around us. And I don't know if you've had a divine interruption. Or not. I, I, I believe you have, but I've had some divine interruptions. Like I said, maybe not necessarily an angel, but I have thought that these were my plans. And this is what I plan to do. And this is what I'm going to do. And this is how it's going to happen. And this is how it's going to work. But lo and behold, there was an interruption that took place. A, a disturbance, something that was outside of my realm of planning, something that I didn't even want to do. And for me in 2003, I worked for a large ministry. I love this ministry to this day, but I showed up one day in May. I remember it was in May of 2003. I showed up. They say, we want to meet with you. I said, praise God, I'm going to get a raise. They wanted to meet with me to let me go. To say, you know what? Your services are no longer needed here. We want to let you go. Now, to this day, I didn't do anything wrong. You can ask people. I didn't do anything wrong. They just let me go. And during that period of time, I'm thinking they're doing me wrong. Something's wrong. They're mistreating me. They're doing me wrong. But now, what, 18 years later, I'm mature enough to recognize a divine interruption. 
because if the divine interruption didn't take place, I would never be in Charlotte. It's what led me to Charlotte. I would have never met Stacy. We would have never had four beautiful kids, and we wouldn't have this amazing, outstanding body of believers that we call True Life Fellowship Church. It was a divine interruption. My plan wasn't to get fired. My plan was to stay there forever. But a divine interruption came in to reallocate me, to relocate me to the place that God wanted me to be. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that there have been some divine interruptions that take place in your life. Towards the end, right around 2009, 2010, I had another divine interruption. I thought I would be a part of this ministry for, for a long time. I was working. Many of you know my testimony, a six figure paying job. And it was, it was, it was a good job. I was highly favored at the job. They loved me. I loved there. I loved working there. I enjoyed my time there, uh, making a lot of money. Things were going good and whoop, a divine interruption comes. This divine interruption led me to to step away from that job, six-figure paying job, to walk away from it, to start this church. And I'm so glad I, I did that. I would do it 10 out of 10 times again. I would do it again every single time. Come on, you can put your hands together for Jesus. I'll do it. I'll do it again. A divine interruption. I thought I would be in corporate America and I was a financial advisor. I thought I would do that forever. But a divine interruption came in. It wasn't an angel. It was a change of plans that came suddenly, that came unannounced, that came without me knowing. And this angel shows up to Mary. The, the Bible says she just walked, the angel just walked in. We didn't, didn't knock on the door. Didn't say, here I am. Hey, I'm Gabriel. You know me. You heard of me. Didn't do any of that. Just showed up and said, blessed. You're highly favored, Mary. Blessed you are. The Lord has found favor. And Mary didn't open up her mouth. She just considered the manner of the greeting. Many of you open up your mouth way too fast and you start saying things that are contrary to what the Lord really wants to take place in your life. When I got let go from that, that ministry, the Lord spoke a word to me because I was angry. I was mad. I thought they picking on me. Why they let me go? Nobody else got let go. I'm the only one that got let go. And the Lord said, Devon, this is of me. You're going to have to guard your heart and control your emotions. That's what the Lord told me. He said, this is of me. Did it hurt? Yes. Was I disappointed? Yes. Was it a change of plans? Yes. Did I go a couple of years not really knowing what I was supposed to do? Yes. But this is of me. This interruption's of me. This, this change of plans is of me. And I, I encourage you. Stacy wrote a blog called Mary Did You Know? If you want to find it, it's at DevonAlexander.com. DevonAlexander.com. And there's a blog that she wrote about Mary Did You Know? Did Mary know? No, Mary didn't know. She had a plan for her life and her family and she was interrupted with God's plan. Now, here she is meditating what the angel has said. And the angel begins to say that Jesus will be the one that you would conceive in. He will be the king of kings and Lord of lords. And his kingdom, there shall be no limit or no end to his kingdom. And then Mary asked the most important question that someone could ask. How is this going to happen? I'm a virgin. 
Now, it's different from the how that we see in the previous passage in Luke chapter 1 when Zacharias says, how is this going to happen when my wife Elizabeth is old age and is barren? And he said, how is this happening? Like, I don't believe a word you're saying. That was his how. I don't believe a word you're saying. How in the world is this going to happen? But Mary says, how is this going to happen? I don't even know a man. I mean, this, this what, I, I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. I only want to be with my husband. How in the world are you talking about? Uh, 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 I'm going to conceive the son of God. How is this going to happen? Great question. But understand, how is never a problem for God. Let me say it again. How is never a problem for God. Let me say it again. How? is never a problem for God. I know you got a dream in your heart and you there's some things that you want to accomplish and you tell your friends, I want to do this and I want to do that. And your negative friend says, how? And you're like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do all that, but these are some dreams. Now understand, with God, nothing's impossible. With God, you can accomplish all things. With God, there's going to be exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. With God, it can happen. Somebody shout, it can happen. She said, how is it going to happen? Because how is never a problem with God and how is it never a problem for God? Then the angel begins to communicate some verbiage that do not make sense to us. Well, what's going to happen, the angel says, Gabriel, by the way, he's de- he's declaring there's going to be an overshadowing take place. And and there's going to be if you read one translation, it's going to be a cloud that kind of wraps around you. And then when the Holy Spirit overshadows you and, and wraps around you. And then at that point, that's where the miracle is going to take place. Well, Mary don't have any idea what this angel's talking about. And I don't either. What is this? What's, what's going on? What, what do you mean there's going to be this cloud that's overshadowing? What, what's going to happen? But here's the real test of faith. The real test of faith is not understanding anything at all, yet still trusting God. Mm. That's the real test of faith. I don't understand why this is happening to me. I don't understand why this disease has tried to attack my body. I don't understand why I keep getting stabbed in the back by my family. I don't understand why I can't get some things done in my life. I wish I can get my wife to understand what I'm going through. I wish I can get my husband to come to church. I don't understand. But the test of faith is trusting God despite your lack of understanding. And so Mary, she doesn't have a clue what's going on, but the angel begins to tell her, hey, guess what? Now, uh, this Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and, and, and notice your, your cousin, your relative, Elizabeth, she's pregnant. She was barren. She's pregnant. We're now in the sixth month of this. And notice that God is working miracles here. I mean, you know, Elizabeth couldn't have any babies. Now Elizabeth's pregnant. And now I'm telling you that you're going to be pregnant. And then the angel says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Somebody shout with God. With God. There's nothing impossible with God. So the question you have to ask yourself, who you with? Bernie Mac used to say that. Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Because if I'm with God, nothing's impossible. Now, one translation says, with men, things are impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. And so he says, with God. One translation, I love it, says, no divine promise 
is powerless. Ooh, you got to catch this. No divine promise is powerless. Let me say it again. No divine promise. Some of you got a promise from God. No divine promise is powerless or empty of power. And then Mary says the, the most beautiful words in, I believe, in all of Scripture. Mary says, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary said, literally, behold, I am ready to serve. I'm ready to serve. May serve in the Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. And then the angel departed. When she declared, be it unto me according to your word, that's when she received the word of God. And so the word of God is incorruptible seed. First Peter tells us it is seed that never decays, never, never dies, always works, always, always is applicable to your situation. It will always bring good results. That is the word of God. It's incorruptible seed. It's a divine promise. That, matter of fact, your Bible is a bag of seed, bag of the word of God. And and when Mary said, I don't understand what this angel is talking about. I've got some plans of my own. You know, Mary could have said, I don't want to have nothing to do with this. She could have said nothing when the angel got done talking. She could have just sat there and said nothing. And I believe the angel would have found someone else. Because you ain't the only one that has found favor in the sight of God. Glory be to God. You ain't the, I know you think it's all about you, but it ain't, it ain't all about you. You ain't the only one that's found favor in the sight of God. But Mary said, be it unto me. Matter of fact, this came up in my spirit. I was talking to a, a, a pastor friend of mine, and he, he started a church, and, and the church has done very, very well. And he said that he, he was thanking the Lord for the success of the church. And, and the Lord said, you know, you're the seventh one that I called to start this church. He was like, what, I wasn't the first? He said, no, you're the seventh. Don't, don't think too highly of yourself. All the, the first six said no, but you said yes. I'm a go-to. I, I want to be a go-to guy. I want God to come to me. If he wants to say yes, I want him to come to me. Amen. How many of you want to be a go-to person? If God needs a yes, come to me. Now, God will ask somebody else because he's trying to bless them, but they might say no, but if, but if he needs a yes... Come to me, Lord. I got a, I got a yes in my spirit for you, Lord. Hey, I'll take what you had for them too. If they don't want to do it, I'll take the harvest for that in the name of Jesus. But Mary said, bid unto me according to your word. And when she said that conception took place. Now, when conception takes place, I was talking to my wife about this. My wife has conceived and bore four children. Yes, put your hands together. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> Susie has two, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I was talking to my wife, Susie, you can hear this as well, but I was talking to my wife and I said, you know, you've been pregnant for three years of your life. You've been pregnant three years of your life. You've been in a pregnant state. And we were talking earlier this week and we were talking about 
uh, I was asking her questions about conceiving and conception and and when you get a word in your heart, because what happens is the, the, the Bible can sometimes be an agricultural book when we start talking about seed and fruit and ground. Well, when it says that there's seed, then the heart, your heart is the ground that has to be receptive to the seed that's sown. The word does not work in your life, listen to me, because of the condition of your heart. It's not because of the word. I, I had someone say to me one time that, uh, well, you know, um, my friend was standing on, you know, a certain scripture and they still died. And so are you telling me the word didn't work? Well, no, what I'm saying is they were standing on the scripture, they died. No, no, the word works. The word works. So we have to figure out what didn't work. It wasn't the word that didn't work. It's like in Mark chapter four. It talks about there are four examples of the word. One was stone on was uh, seed was on stony ground and 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 all types of grounds. It was the it was scattered. The seed was on and three other four times the 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 seed didn't produce not because the seed doesn't have the power to produce but the ground wasn't conducive for the seed to produce. And so the ground is our heart and our heart has to be conducive to receive the word that is deposited on the inside of us. So a lot of our cultivation has to do with our heart and not with the word. Well, if I can get this word to work. No, if you can get your heart more receptive to receive. I hope y'all listening to me this morning because I'm going to show you how to give birth today. You ready? I'm Dr. Alexander today. Yeah, I'm going to show you how to give birth today. So we were talking about conception and and I begin to talk to Stacy about the, the seed and 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 the seed of, a, of, 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 you know, one 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 logos word for the word word of God is the word sperma. Sperma. So, so the sperma has to connect with the ground or the egg on the inside of you. And men can get pregnant in this message too. Praise God. Has to has to connect with the with the egg or the the ground on the inside of you, and then conception takes place. But unfortunately, when conception takes place, and it is alive, they can debate all day in politics. Is it alive or not? It's alive. And once conception takes place, you got a living organism or orgasm or, or, or not orgasm, organism on the inside of you. You got, you got me? You got me. Get your mind out the gutter. Got, 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 got a living physical being on the inside of you growing at that moment. It's, it's growing. But then the first trisemester happens and you have what you call morning sickness. And people, uh, most people actually tend to get a little lightheaded, a little nausea. Uh, they begin to vomit. And the body is rejecting the new life. It, it's the same way. It, it, it's the exact same way when you get a word from God. God says, I'm, by my stripes, I will heal you. You say, that's a word from God. And then all of a sudden, doubt comes in. Well, is, does he really mean that? Uncertainty comes. 
Fear comes. And these things can literally choke the life out of the living being that's on the inside of you. I've seen it happen. Someone will get a word from God, but time happens. It's been, oh, it's been, it's been, past. it's been three weeks. I still ain't seen God come through. We're only talking about three weeks. God, and, and let me let you know, God's not in a hurry. In case you didn't know that, God is, God has never been a man that's been in a hurry. He is not in a hurry. And so you say, oh, it's only it's three weeks. What's taking so long? What's, what's, what's taking? Oh, gosh. Uh, and then you begin to abort the living dream that God has put on the inside of you because of fear, because of doubt, because of the time span that it takes. And you literally will abort it in the, the first three months is critical when you get a word from God. I got to hold on to this word. I can't let fear, doubt, uncertainty, Pookie and Ray Ray, can't let them take this word out of my heart. I got to hold on. This is a word from God. Better yet, side note, when Mary was spoken to by the angel, the angel at that point told her that your son will be named Jesus. But we don't see Mary talking about Jesus as she's pregnant the here on out. Because other people will kill your dream. Oh, it's like when we had when we had our kids, we never told anyone the, the names of our kids. We just we just never told them. Well, why do you do that? It was our personal preference because we felt like if we start telling people the names of the kids, especially family members, they're gonna tell you, well, I don't like that name. I know y'all have experienced this. You know, I don't know why you, why didn't you name that person this? And why did you name them that? But when the baby arrives and you tell them the name, everybody seems to like the name once the baby shows up. (laughs) Now compare that to getting a word from God. Don't be running around telling everybody what you believe in God for. They'll kill it. But when it manifests, you can say, this is what I was believing God for. This is it right here. You can see what I'm believing God for. Because some people are just haters. They want to see you fall. They want to see you fall flat on your face. They don't want to see you succeed. So only have a handful of folks that you're dreaming with because everybody else, they don't want to see you progress. And so notice, uh, I submit to you, don't be telling everybody your dreams. You better have one or two friends that you're telling your, your dream, and that's about it. Keep it to yourself, I'm dreaming, and then you got to let that dream grow. That dream's got to grow on the inside of you, and that first tri-semester, tri- that dream is trying to be killed because of doubt and uncertainty, or how can I do it, what about me, or what's taking so long, and, and, and you got to let that thing grow. But then once you get past the first trimester, you get into the second trimester, and in the second trimester, you can maybe start feeling the baby move. Come on, somebody. God gives you a little glimpse that this dream is alive and it moves on the inside of you. You, you see a little something or, or maybe you, something pops up and you get an email or, or maybe you get this phone call and, and, or maybe you get a good sign from the doctor or whatever the case may be. Something begins to move on the inside of you and God gives you a glimpse. Whoop, there's a flash. There's a glimpse that this dream is alive on the inside of you and in that second trimester what you got to do with that dream because at this point you got to watch your diet you you can't be you know chugging down 12 pack of soda every day you're gonna have to watch your diet because you're pregnant somebody say I'm pregnant pregnant. 
You, yeah, yeah, not everybody is, but I am. I'm pregnant with promotion right now. I am pregnant with influence right now. I'm pregnant with impact right now. I'm pregnant with the gospel going to the four corners of the earth. I'm pregnant in this house today. I'm pregnant. And so, so, so what I got to do then is I got to nourish that. I can't, I got to watch what I'm eating. I can't, I can't eat everything I want to eat. I got to, I got to maybe take some vitamins and some nutrients because I'm in my second trimester and I felt the baby move and God's given me a glimpse and he'll give you these glimpses. I've, I've seen some glimpses because I'm believing God for greater influence and impact. And then I'll get a call from someone that's famous and say, Hey, I just need to talk to you about something. That's a glimpse. He's giving me a glimpse of what, 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 he, what he wants me to do later on. And I, I submit to you that whatever you will be doing in the future is connected to something you are doing right now. Think about that. So we'll move on. And so you get in on the inside of you. There is there's, there's, there's nutrients and, and, and you get minerals and, and vitamins. And, and so what you want to do is you want to cut off that secular music sometime. Like, I ain't got time to listen to R. Kelly. I'm working on something. I ain't got time to listen to Guns N' Roses. I'm working on something. I'm working on something. It's building. I got to watch my mouth. I got to be careful what I'm saying because I don't want to kill the dream. I got to watch my mouth. I got to cut off the news, CNN and Fox. We got to get that stuff cut off because it's trying to kill the dream. That God has building on the inside of me, so I'm working on something. Some of you say this might sound like works. I'm trying to teach you how to birth something. You got to get serious when you're talking about birthing something. You're talking about pioneering something, doing something original and new. You're talking about uh, receiving a healing in your body when doctors say that can't happen. You better get serious about this thing. I'm birthing something. I'm working on something on the inside of me, and I'm allowing this thing to grow. I don't got time for all that nonsense, and you want to argue with me. Nate was talking about this. In the barbershop, you want to get in and argue with me. I ain't got time for that argument because that's strife, and that's division, and it can, it can hinder the progress of the dream that God's put on the inside of you. And then you get through the third, you get to the third trimester. And this is the trimester where you just, man, I'm ready to get this baby out. I've been holding this baby so long and, and your back start hurting and then, and you got some abdominal pain. Now in this trimester, it's going to be painful. Uh huh. It's going to be painful and there's progress in pain. When you're working out and it hurts a little bit, your shoulders are hurting because you're doing some push-ups. There's progress in the pain. Don't, don't avoid the pain. There's progress in the pain. And, and this is the point where you're, you're, you're a little, you might be a little more irritable, but, but you're trying to act right. You know, you might also just be, you know, a, a little just uh, uh, contractions might start taking place. And they, they can be a little uh, uh, painful. I remember in every time I was in there when Stacey had babies and you could see the contraction coming on the screen. I'm like, oh, baby, here it comes. And it, the thing was shot up and she'd be like, ah! and then you come on down. <laughs> Those contractions. You're in this third trisemester, and, and it, it, there's some pain in this trisemester, but you're about to give birth. You're about to give birth because there will be a relief once the dream has been birthed. And so you have done the things necessary in the beginning, and now it's time to deliver. This is the time where you might have to work a couple of more hours. Oh, you're trying to birth something, and you might have to work some extra hours. I don't know what you believe in God for, but you might have to work some extra hours, whatever it is. This is the time where you might have to be up at night praying a little longer than sleeping. You might have to sacrifice sleep yeah. for prayer. This is the time you might have to tell your kids, Daddy, Mommy, right now can't do this right now because I'm birthing something. Mm -hmm. 
See, we, we can't, you, you, when, you, when you're birthed in something, something has to sacrifice for a period of time. I didn't say forever, but for a period of time, I'm birthing something. So I may not, I may not get my eight hours of sleep. I might be up from two to four praying because I'm, I, there's, there's some contractions happening and I'm birthing something. Man, son, I'm telling you what, daddy can't play with you right now. We're, we're birthing something. I promise we're going to play, but we're birthing something. There was a, a friend that I knew, he was birthing a, a magician. What was it, babe? He was a magician. We actually had him to the church a few years ago. He did a wonderful job up here as a magician. And he was just believing God to just take this magician act all over. Whoa, lo and behold, I got to talking to him. And this man started being somewhere every Sunday for church. He was somewhere doing his magician act. Every Sunday for the rest of the year, he was booked. He, his dream was to do this, and now he's got to birth it. And, and, and birthing it doesn't mean, well, I'm going to sit back and eat some Doritos and kick my legs up. No, when it's harvest time, that means it's, it's hustle time. Yes, it is. When it's harvest time, that means you're going to be, you're going to be busy because you got this dream on the inside of you. When it's harvest time, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't, I, you know what? I can't meet you for breakfast. I've got to do this event. When it's harvest time, but see, here's the thing. Many people don't, they never get the harvest time because they can't understand the pain of birthing something. I'll say this. When we started this church, I went six months without even getting, getting paid. It wasn't about the money. It was about birthing something. So did we eat out? No. No. Did we get our hair cut and go to the barbershop all the time? No, we were birthing something. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We were birthing something. So there was a season of sacrifice. There was a season of priorities because we got to give birth to this thing. And, and, and when this thing was born, then all of a sudden the board says, you need to start taking the paycheck. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it wasn't, it wasn't on day one. But there are many people right now, no, I don't want to do nothing right now. I mean, um, I heard one guy tell me, yeah, I, I, the Lord's called me to pastor. You want to pastor? He said, yeah, I got a church up, at, up down the road, uh, up in another state, and they want me. And then he found out they couldn't pay him. Yeah, the Lord said, um, you know, it's pastoring ain't for right now. No, you about the money. <laughs> Amen. But when you're birthing something, there might be a little pain. There might be some sacrifice. There, there might be some times where you say, I have to say no to this so I can say yes to this. And when you are birthing something and then it is born, then you'll see the manifestation, the relief of what God has deposited in your heart. But understand this. Everything is after killing the seed that God has placed on the inside of you. Everything is after this. Everything wants, the enemy doesn't want a dream to come to pass. Do you think the enemy just left Mary alone after that? No. Bible doesn't explicitly tell us, but uh, you know how the enemy works. I bet he tried to get her to fall off a cliff, all type of stuff. So this dream doesn't come to pass. So this, this God-ordained word doesn't come to pass in your life. God's given you a word. And every devil in hell is trying to stop it. 
I told y'all this morning, I couldn't get out the garage. It's trying, it's trying to stop it. The demons, you know, Chick-fil-A's closed on Sunday, but the demons, they open on Sunday. That's why you're inviting people to church. Are you coming? Yeah, they're coming in. They tell you, oh, I had this headache. That's why I couldn't come. It was a demon. Well, hey, well, come on. Yeah, I'm coming to church all week. I'm coming, coming. What happened? My car didn't start. I believe that. It was a demon trying to stop you receiving a word from God because it's the word from God that will sustain you. It's the word from God that will carry you. And it's the word from God that will work on the inside of you and manifest. But it's going to take action on your part. And you're going to have to sacrifice some things. I know you want to keep doing what you're doing and expect to to birth something uh, enormous for God. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. I, I, I know you just wanted to fall out the sky. No, no, no. There's some things that are going to have to get uh, laid on the altar, and you're going to have to get the knife and sacrifice it. Well, I like watching that TV show. Uh, what's more important, your healing or that TV show? Uh, I, I think my healing is more Let me sacrifice that TV show. Who am I talking to today? It's, it's one of them things that, okay, well, I like, you know what, I, I, you know, I like... Uh, eating donuts at midnight. Well, what's more important, seeing your great-grandkids or that donut? Oh, yeah, I'm talking to somebody in here. More important that I'm seeing my great-grandkids. I want to see my great-grandkids, glory to God. Yeah, what's more important? See, that's when you're going to have to sacrifice something. I, I got a dream. This dream is going to take focus. This dream is going to take action on your part and when you, if, if, if you're getting a little, if, if, if you're in a place where some of your friends are, are you know, looking at you sideways, and they don't want to be around you anymore, that's the, that's the time you're about to birth something. When you're talking, you're talking and they're like, hey, I'm, I, uh, I, you know, Devon think he better than us now and he think he's so good. I already know God's, God's took me to another level. I'm going to another. They don't want to talk. They don't want to talk to me. I don't want to talk to him no more because he think he's better than us. Ain't got nothing with me thinking I'm better than you. I've just gone to another level. And now I got to go through this pain. How many of you, when you got married, how many of you got married, lost friends when you got married? I, I, I see hands up. I mean, friends literally just stopped talking to you. Because you, 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 we had to go to another level. We got to go to another level. And it's going to take sacrifice it's going to you're going to have to get a, you're going to have to get thick skin you're going to have to learn to tell somebody watch this no well, well why not why not cuz i can't afford to do that right now i'm working on something i'm working on something hallelujah now don't tell the lord no the Lord said, hey, I want you to help pastor do this. Well, no, no, I'm, I need a birth. No, 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 help pastor do what God's called to do. Well, I don't have time for pastor. No, you got time for pastor, praise God. No, you, you, you're, 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 you're getting focused. And then I'm thinking about the things in my life that when I got focused on it, God gave me a dream and I got focused on it. It came to pass. It came to pass. It came to pass. I remember the first time I, was, I said, I don't, want, I don't want no car payments anymore. I'm, I'm done with car payments. I don't, I don't want car payments. And people say, you, you gonna, everybody going to have to have a car payment. No, I'm not doing no more car payments. I, ain't doing, I just started believing God. I'm not doing no more car payments. We're going to do, God, we don't have to do car payments. You don't have to do a car payment. You know, you don't have to do. Now, 
Let me say this before I finish my story. Nothing wrong with you going out and getting a car and, and having a payment on it. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. Okay? But for me, I wanted to go to another level. I heard of people not having car payments. Well, I don't have to have a car payment either. I don't want no car payment. Start believing God. Like, well, um, I went, many of you know, I went the first time I took this stand about not having a car payment. I went nine weeks without a car. Now, follow me. I was a single man. I didn't have a family. If I had a family, I probably would have got a vehicle, okay? Don't be having your family walking around riding the bus nowhere. Okay, talking about we believe in God. Go on, get you a $300 car payment and keep it moving. Okay, who am I talking to? All right, we believe in God, so we catching a greyhound. No, get you a car, go on and get the loan and pay it off quickly as you can. But this particular time, I was like, you know, and I went nine weeks. Now, I spent more money in gas because I was paying everybody, filling up everybody's tank to get me around. But I was like, I'm believing God. And I had at the time, uh, this is for somebody. I had $6,500 saved, and I was looking for a nice Honda Accord. I mean, I didn't want no raggedy car. I wanted a nice Honda Accord. That's what I wanted. And I, I saw one, and I said, man, and the guy wanted, he wanted 11000 for it. And I said, I'm going to go talk to him anyway. I went and talked to him. He didn't speak any English. He, and so we had to grab, like, this 13-year-old boy and say, hey, uh, can you translate? And so we were translating through this 13-year-old boy. And so I had, guess how much I had in my pocket? $6,500 cash was in my pocket. Because I was, I was, I'm buying a car. And so I said, you know, we talking about it before. And I just, I, I said, I didn't have, you know, then they didn't have these slim jeans, you know. But I said, uh, you know, I said, because uh, I, I can't get 6500 in these jeans. But I said, uh. I said, I got $6,500, hundreds are just falling all on the ground. I said, I got $6,500, I'm trying to buy a car. That man looked at that money. I started picking it up. He said, sold, 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 sold. <laughs> so, glory to God, it was the first time I didn't have a car payment. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, when you have a dream, now people tell me, you can't do this, you can't do it. It happened. It, it, listen, it, it, it's only crazy until it happens, right? It happened. And so, so God has deposited a dream on the inside of you. Whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's uh, financial, whatever it might be, there's a dream. God wants you to birth this thing. But notice, ministry moment here, ministry moment, notice He's not going to birth it for you. He's not going to birth it for you. He'll give you the dream. He'll grace you. He'll anoint you. He'll tell you what to do. But he's not going to birth it for you. Mary had to have Jesus. Now, did she have pain or not? I don't know about all that, but she had to deliver Jesus. The one that she delivered, delivered her. Glory to God. And I believe the dream that God has given you will deliver you from the circumstances that you are under. But you hold on to this thing. You hold on to the word from God. You go revisit the word from God. You meditate the word from God. I write the word from God down. When God gives me a word, I write the date and the time and I, and I go back to it because the enemy tells me it's not working. It's not working. So I go back to it. Nope. On, you know, October 7, 2012, the Lord said this was going to happen, and I'm going to hold on to that. 
And then the enemy comes back like he did with Eve in the garden. And he said to Eve, did God really say? And you go back to your notes, you say, God actually really said on October 7th, blah, blah, and blah, 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 blah. And then the enemy gonna come back to you a few weeks later. Did God really say? Oh, let me pull out my notepad. God actually did say, blah, 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 blah. You gotta get serious about this. And one day, I don't know when, but you're gonna birth this thing. And the manifestation's gonna take place and God will get the glory. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead. Thank you.